There's our background. <laughs> what is yeah. up? What is up? Uh, what a what a what a week. What a what a what a couple of weeks. Yeah. So maybe we should touch on that first. Uh, we were kind of on vacation last week. Um, <laughs> Ultra Running News Network was on vacation. Um, I was not in studio, so it didn't really work out too well to record. We did try, but we had some some technical difficulties on my end. Uh, but we are glad to be back, back in action. We are still here. Back in the uh, saddle. <laughs> how's everything going with you, Johnny? Pretty good. Pretty good. I, uh, physical therapy's trucking right along. Got me a nice little, uh, 10 minute jog in today. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> 10 minute jog. Oh. Uh, I, I, and I, I, I told her, uh, when, when I went to do the, the PT, I told her after been like, Hey, I'm really nervous about this. Cause I have not successfully ran in months and months and months and months without feeling any pain. Uh, jogged in 10 minutes, no pain. Uh, then I told her like, Hey, like that was all fine and good, but like it, when I get home and try to go up the stairs, that'll be that'll be the true test. I've gone up and down the stairs multiple times. It's tight. Like, don't get me wrong, it's tight, it's sore. Like you yeah. can definitely tell that it's not been used, but right. Knock wood, no pain. So all right. That's I awesome. Think tomorrow tomorrow we'll do a tomorrow we'll do a three minute, five minute run walk a little ratio thing about Bobby for 30 minutes. We'll see. Yeah. So how I, about you? I, Any yeah, we uh that, I think that's the way to do it, really, to ease ease back into it. Yeah. Uh, get everything used to it again. Uh, glad to hear there's no pain. But yeah, I have yeah. Um, I have muck uh, muck fifty coming up in a week and a half. So boom, yeah, look at that. that's why I'm wearing hat. Oh yeah, what a oh good old uh, muck. Yeah, and uh, that's so that's coming up in a week and a half, and uh, just did my last long run on Sunday, so. Uh, yeah. What are we thinking, like a sub eleven on that? <laughs> well, last year I got sub twelve. Um, That's your first sub twelve there too, right? It is. Yeah, it was a yeah. PR for me. Yeah, um, sub twelve there. That's that's eleven thirty-seven. That is getting it. But uh, okay, we should uh, jump into results because we got to go over results for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we got some things and to cover. Let me go ahead and pull up some news yeah so <clears throat> i'm gonna start off uh with two weekends ago and one of the big races that weekend was jackpot and jackpot 100 was the uh, usatf road 100 mile championship so we talked about jackpot a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago um, how it's a 1.17 mile loop in, in Vegas, Vegas area, a uh, little slight elevation gain uh, throughout that loop, but nothing major to note. Uh, but anyways, we had some, some pretty interesting results there. Uh, the first place male who was, oops, I was on the wrong race. The first place male was Rajpal Panu, and he laid down an extremely fast time, 11 hours and 58 seconds. Uh, they say that is the 
second fastest 100 mile time in the U.S. So not the world, but the U.S. And it was his 100 mile debut. <laughs> so, I mean, his his legs were fresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beginner, beginner's luck, right? Beginner's luck. There it is. Yeah. Beginner's <laughs> luck. Yeah. I, I mean, it is kind of like he's like all the way in a dummy curve, right? Like he doesn't even know what he doesn't know. He's just gripping and ripping it, baby. Full we'll sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That is cool. And in second place was uh, Ashley Paulson. And looks like we lost Johnny, but uh, hopefully he'll jump back in here. Um, Ashley Paulson, she laid down a 14 hour and four second or 14 hour and four minute uh, time in the, the 100 mile USATF uh, championship. Welcome back, Johnny. Dude, it would not be a recording if something whack did not happen. I have no clue what happened. It just like <laughs> you know, your screen went black. Your screen went black, and then I, I still heard you, but uh, but then you disappeared. <laughs> oh shoot! But welcome back. I was just yeah. saying that Ashley Paulson uh, got first yeah. in the jackpot 100 yeah, USATF. So she's continuing to. Prove all the haters uh, wrong. You know they. Uh, we talked about it before how she was accused of cheating in Badwater two years ago, and she came back to Badwater. And they they found out she did not cheat, and she came back and won Badwater outright uh, last year. And now, and she also laid down a fast time, hundred mile time, and across the years, which was at the. Um, like near her, it was in December in Arizona around a track, 14 hours and 37 seconds. But she won this jackpot in 14 hours and four minutes, which is the sixth fastest 100 mile uh, times in North America. So uh, she, she continues to get better. She had, she, she, she put all the, all the trash talk aside about the, bad water but didn't did she get a little didn't she get a, some doping allegations against her too well she was actually she, she did serve she, a six month abandoned. uh doping sanction back yeah. in 2015 and 2016 uh I, for a, tri a triathlon yeah uh, positive for osterine which is a yeah selective androgen receptor modulator whatever the heck that yeah. is. I, <laughs> yeah. I, my big my my big big thing i really really hope that she is clean as a whistle i i because like she's just kicking so much ass that yeah. it would just suck you know what i mean like like she she proved everybody wrong about bad water which is super awesome and i really hope that it just stays like i i hope everything is on the up and up just so it's like yeah, I I am I'm that you know, I'm I'm I could also be that one because that one we will talk about here in a little bit also. But I mean, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just super cool. So, um, you know, like I said, this is a U U T uh, USA TF. It's like a USA Track and Field Championship um, event, and I believe there's probably prize money involved with that. So I'm guessing 
that they did drug testing at the end of that. I, I don't know for oh, sure. Yeah, you one one billion percent they probably did. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure she's on the up and up. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know who else was there? Uh Glaze was there. And oh, yes. I saw I saw his wife ran her first ultra at this race. Yeah, I saw that so, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. So kind of cool. So yeah, and he so, did pretty good in the hundred mile too. I can't remember what his result was, but yeah, I'm um, not sure. He did really well. Uh yeah, very cool. And also um AF marathoner, he was there volunteering. I yeah, saw him yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Um, okay, next is Tarawera, a pretty famous race in New Zealand. Uh, UTMB bought them out in their in their buying spree. Uh, but Tarawera, you know, they added a hundred miler, I think last year or the year before. It's cause but their main event is the the hundred K or 102K. Uh, but for the 100 miler, there was a U.S. runner, Adrian McDonald, that took first place in 15 hours. And a Japanese runner, Kanoka Azumi, was the first place female in 18 hours and 24 minutes. But um, a 15 hour 100 miler at Tarawera is, is that's pretty, pretty smoking. That's, that's cooking. Yeah. I don't know how much elevation gain is. I'm guessing it's because the, the 100K has uh, 10,000 feet. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing the hundred miler has, you know, 15, maybe 15,000 feet a gain. So 15 hours is pretty good. Uh, in, the, in the main event, the 102K first place female in nine hours and 14 minutes was Ruth Croft. And if you remember, Ruth Croft in 2022 won Western States. And Ruth Croft is also from New Zealand. And in first place, looks like we lost Johnny again. <laughs> uh, first place, we have Daniel Jones. And he laid down a super fast time of seven hours and 46 minutes. He is also from uh, New Zealand. And he got fifth at Western States uh, last year, I believe. Uh, so... Like I said, they're both from New Zealand, so the Kiwis were uh, were rocking their their home event uh, this year for the 102K. Uh, American runners uh, Justin Grunwald got second, and Sage Canaday on his comeback tour, uh, he had a lot of injuries in, in the last uh, four or five years, and he's he's finally coming back now. Uh, he got ended up with fourth. And American Beth McKenzie, who lives in Australia, got second for, for the ladies. Welcome back again, Johnny. <laughs> so it turns out, it turns out when there's a big red banner across the top of the screen that says this version of Chrome has a bug. And if you have your touch-up filter on, it will cause crashes. Turns out when that banner's on there, you should listen to it and turn off your touch-up filter. <laughs> oh, who knew? Yeah. Who knew? It lied to me. That second time I finally read like the red, like the red banner. I finally read it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Problem <Yes>. solved. <laughs> Problem solved. That's right, folks. Right. I work in software. <laughs> yeah. A salesman at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a sales oh, manager. 
Yeah. Uh, so the formidable 50 K was in cool California and cool. it's called formidable cause it has four climbs, uh, a little over 6,000 feet of climbing. And, uh, Helen Mino Faulkner is pretty famous name in the ultra running community. She got first for the ladies in four hours and 21 minutes. Reed Brewer got first for the men in three hours and 56 minutes, which to me, that's pretty fast times for 6,000 feet of climbing. A sub a four hour. Dude, I mean, like, yeah. I, I can't run a sub four hour marathon in the streets. <laughs> Never mind yeah. 50k with 6,000 feet of climb. Like, God, that is that is studly. That is, yeah, Whew. exactly. And this is in uh, it's near Auburn. I think it's on some of the trails that Western States mm-hmm. is on or near near some of those trails. So, uh, Hag Lake Mud Runs 50k in Oregon was another, another big one. Uh, 50k. Champs uh, were Susan O in four hours and 36 minutes for the ladies and Jake Denny in three hours and 46 minutes for the men. All right. That was for two weekends ago. And this year, and this year, I I can't recall two weeks ago. I can't remember. But I I would guess that place was probably a muddy mess this year because it's been super warm and uh, yeah, like that, like everyone on the West Coast, they've had that atmospheric river or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. I, I know I all about that. that. I, that's why, yeah. I mean, like, I bet that thing was a muddy mess up there in Oregon. Like, I bet that thing was just insane. Yeah. So I didn't read much about it, but I run far, uh, said that they reportedly experienced the namesake mud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just so, no way it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was two weeks ago. Now we're gonna jump into this last weekend, which which I was hoping to have the the preview, but we didn't we didn't end up recording last week the preview for Trans Grand Canaria, which mm-hmm. is their their um let's see their hundred and oh shoot. Sorry. Their 125k is is the the third race in that the World Trail Majors series. Yeah. Black Canyon was second, and Hong Kong hundred was uh, first. So, um, and again, the World Trail Majors is like it's kind of an alternative to the UTMB uh, series. You know, and it's uh, races that are established. They have live streaming and, uh, you know, a, a big following, but they they adhere to some old school values and and everything. But anyway, so there was a big spotlight on the Trans Grand Canaria 125K. And this is in the Canary Islands off the coast of Spain and Morocco. Uh, 78 mile race with 22,000 plus feet of climbing. Uh, so it, it transverses the island like it, it goes across the island. Um, I imagine it's pretty technical. <laughs> uh, there was 4,500 runners across all of their their races, and you know the main sponsor is North Face, uh, so they had a bunch of their athletes. So it was really really competitive, 
And there was two big names for American ultra runners that were in it this year, Courtney DeWalter and Zach Miller. And um, of course, Courtney, the goat, does it again. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm in like D miss a beat, right? Like 2023, no. just she absolutely owns 2023 and then just comes back and like right off the rip just like starts throwing down like dominance in 2024 yeah she she led wire to wire um yeah she didn't she didn't she didn't give up the lead at all um she said she wants she missed going into the pain cave she hadn't been in the pain cave for a while so she wanted to go back into the pain cave she said she went afterwards she said she did go into the pain cave but you know obviously uh obviously she uh held true to form and, and, and won that in a dominating I'm, fashion. I'm betting her pain cave is different than our pain cave. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like on Instagram, even when you see her finishing, she's still like, yeah, I mean, she's exhausted. Don't get me wrong, but she's not like shoot me in the head exhausted. Like I, like, yeah, like, like I've been, you know what I mean? Like where it's just like, I don't even want to move for a day. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. Uh, I totally agree. Um, you know, like she could probably run the first 50 K of a hundred miler and then walk the rest of it in and, and not have to worry about cutoffs. You know, <laughs> that is, that, that would be a embarrassingly fun race to race against her. Right. Like, <laughs> all right, here's the deal. You run the first 50 K as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have to walk the rest of the race. <laughs> I get to do what I can do on a hundred miler. How bad do you beat me? I love that idea. <laughs> I would love to see that come to fruition. <laughs> that'd be so, it'd be so freaking embarrassing. I mean, yeah. it would just be absolutely a murder. Oh, oh yeah, it would be un- unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, so she en- she ended up winning, and I think um, Zach Miller didn't have his best race there, and I think he finished in fifth place, which is still just incredible, right? Yeah, I mean, you- I mean there's tons of people at that race, so I mean it's not like you're. Yeah. You can't take anything away from him. No, no. Um, so, yeah, so pretty successful showing then. And also Katie Scheid, the, she's an American ultra runner, lives in France. Uh, there she is. She got first uh, by a, a clear margin in the uh, vertical K, which, which ended up being a little over three miles and 1,060 meters, which... I don't even know how many feet that is, but uh, it's, a, it's a decent amount of climbing in, in three months. Yeah. I think that's like, you know, it's obviously over 3,000 feet of climbing. So, all right. <laughs> that was Trans Grand Canaria. Good, good uh, race. All, I will say this too their live streaming uh, was pretty good. I, they started it because, okay, Trans Grand Canaria starts at midnight. That's the other thing about that race. It starts mm-hmm. at midnight local time. 
And so on the East Coast, I think it was like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. when it started. And that's where I was. And uh, they did they did the first hour of the start and then they picked it up later in the race where it was maybe the middle of the night uh, for us. But I was able to, uh, you know, watch it at the airport before we flew home Saturday morning. And I watched it on the plane, too, a little bit. So it was um, cool. It is, and so it's funny because like uh, while we're sitting here talking about it, I'm, I'm nosing around on their website. It's like you said, it starts at midnight on the beach too. Yeah. And then, like on the beach and then like through the little town and then immediately like, boom, yeah. switchbacks, baby. Switchbacks all the way up these mountains. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, totally. Impressively, impressively inexperienced, uh, impressively inexpensive race to get into it appears. Oh, is that right? Unless I'm reading something very, very wrong. It's, I, I mean, I feel like it's like, I feel like it's like 140 euro, 190 euro at the most. Okay. So yeah. Like, like, for the classic. So like, like 200, like a little over 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not bad at all for a big time race like for that. that um, I mean, you could you could trick my dumb ass into paying double that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's, holy cow! I, yeah, it's kind of a bucket list race, really. I mean, yeah, you got to train be. in the in the winter. Yeah. Um, maybe that's, we should add that to our uh, list of destination races that we're gonna do. Races, we got, races that we drag the wives to. Yeah. Like, no, it'll be beautiful. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could talk Jessica into that. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we can talk them into going to Canary Islands. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so next up is a race in Mount Ida, Arkansas, and it's a hundred miler. They have a hundred K too. And you're probably asking, why are we talking about a race in Mount Ida, Arkansas? And uh, well, one of the main reasons is because Carl Meltzer won the 100 mile race and he is the speed goat. And uh, I don't know how many 100 mile races that is for him winning. It's like over 50, I believe. I, yeah, I also like the fact, like, listen. Yeah, I mean, you can't take anything away from the speed goat, but I also really love the fact that he's just looking for like really <laughs> random pass, like yeah. low key hundred milers, and it's just showing him up like, "Yep, want it." Like, well, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, look who's running again. Yeah. It's like, what are we talking about? He's got, absolutely... he's got a streak to uphold. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for the pettiness. Don't get me wrong. I'm all the way here for it. I think it's absolutely hilarious, yeah. but it just kills me. Just no, it me. is. It is funny. And I just heard him on the Adventure Jogger podcast recently, and he was talking about how you know Bronco Billy Jeff Browning is kind yeah. of nipping at, nipping at his heels on these hundred mile wins. So I think he's just cementing his legacy. I love uh, you it. Know, he has the most hundred mile wins of anybody, and I don't think anybody's going to catch him. I mean, I feel like we need to get him to come to Mohican 100. Yeah, totally. That'd be, that'd be amazing. He would destroy Mohican. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see. I, do you think he could run Mo 100 in – you think he hits in sub-16? Mm, I don't know. He kind of talked how he was slowing down lately. Um, I think he'd probably go 17 hours. Yeah. Who knows, that, though? Who knows? So I cool. mean, anything's possible. You know, he might have a great day and yeah, crush it. Uh, the, the name of the race is, is Lake Ochita Vista Trail. Uh, L-O-V-I-T, love it, is is the acronym. Uh, so it's love it 100 mile and love it 100K. Uh, and actually, Carl won this race for the second time in three years. So he's <laughs> he's he did it, you know, three years oh, ago. Oh, man. I love um, it. And his time was 20 hours and 35 minutes, so. Uh, 20 hours? 20 hours and 35 Damn. Damn. I don't know anything about this race, like elevation-wise or anything like that. But I mean, it's Arkansas. It's Arkansas, so you know, you at minimum, you know, I think it's super technical. That thing, you're tripping over rocks and roots the entire hundred. Yeah. Uh, uh, While you were talking a little bit about that race, a quick, uh, quick fact check. As of December 11th, 2021 so this is three years ago no no just a little over two years ago a little over two years ago uh melzer spigo has 45 100 mile wins as of 2021 yep he's won a couple since then oh well yeah i mean he's definitely over 50 by then like he i mean shit he might be creeping around the 60 number by now no, I, I think it's right uh, around it's right around fifty. Like he's, yeah. he said, he said he's won fifty, like fifty percent of the races. He's hundred milers that he's done, and he's yeah. he's like I think he's at around eighty nine or ninety hundred milers. So what did yeah, you say? Yeah, because this goes on to say so the the total sentence is as of December eleventh, twenty twenty one. Meltzer had won the 100-mile distance 45 times, so, okay. and that's the all-time record. As of March 7th, 2010, which is as of – that's forever ago. That's, for, that's a wild stat. As of 2010, he had 53 ultra wins in 105 starts. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, so. so I'm guessing he has like 4,700 mile wins. Yeah. Um, so, and he's ran like 90, I think 90 or 92 hundred mile races. So he's, that's his next goal is to get to a hundred, hundred milers. And I'm sure he's going to win a few of those on along yeah. the way. <laughs> but Bronco Billy, you know, maybe, maybe Bronco Billy will start, start jumping in these low key races yeah. and making a run for it, you know? Um, and first place, uh, for the females in that hundred mile was Amanda Lynch in 23 hours and 50 minutes. Uh, next we're going to head to the San Juan, uh, islands or the, the Orca Island. I mean, in the, uh, where is that? It's in Washington, the San Juan islands and Olga, Washington, where the Orcas Island 100 mile. And I think we talked about the Orcas Island yeah. 50K last time, mm-hmm. uh, a couple episodes ago. But 
So this is Rain Shadow Running, puts on this race. Uh, it's four 25-mile loops. I think there's a ton of climbing. I think it's super technical, too. But uh, Jeremy Douglas was first, 21 hours, 32 minutes. And Polly Brookings got first for the ladies in 27 hours and 13 minutes. So uh, let's see what else we got. We got, uh, oh, Big Alta was this last weekend. So this yeah. was a, the inaugural Big Alta 50K and 28K. And this is in my backyard. Uh, it's actually north of Mount Tam um, on some trails that I haven't even been on yet. Oh, I really? Definitely, I definitely want to get over there because from the pictures and they actually did uh, – live streaming at this race this year uh from all that it looks uh, those trails just look awesome and i know somebody that ran it uh and he said you know the views were just great yeah um so this is put on by dylan bowman's uh company free trail and it's in partnership with daybreak racing i think daybreak racing is an event management company that puts on races and um yeah, they're they're in some sort of partnership, but I think Dylan was the race director, um, or he was a big part of the race anyway, because the trails are are his home trails. Like he always runs on those trails. So, uh, and it's called Big Alta for the high point on high points on the course, the Loma Alta Preserve. Uh, the fifty k was on Saturday, and they actually had a three thousand dollar prize purse. So it brought out uh, some pretty elite, uh, you know, super fast runners, uh, a lot of them from the Bay Area. Um, but they also came from other places, too. But first place, oh, the Sunday's 28K paid 2000 to the first three finishers. Um, so the 50K on Saturday, uh, that has 7,300 feet of climbing. <clears throat> And Eli Hemming, who's on a roll, he just crushed Black Canyon 60K uh, and set the course record there, like at Black Canyon, which was just yeah. like, what, two weeks ago, um, two or three weeks ago. And uh, so he ended up winning the 50K in three hours and 38 minutes. Mm. Try to wrap your head around that. I don't think these trails were technical, but I did hear the downhills were like super steep. So, three, three. Uh, yeah, pretty insane. Um, I mean, that's like that's like times that when people talk about marathons, they're impressed by. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, I'm a three thirty marathon. You're like, damn, that's that's fast, man. That's pretty. Yeah, this is like, oh yeah, watch this. That's here, Holland, here, yeah. Here, here comes a 50K with 7,000 feet of climbing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, Darren Thomas uh, overtook Matt Daniels. And Matt Daniels is, you know, another elite runner. Uh, but Darren Thomas beat him out for second place, three hours and 55 minutes. And Daniels finished in three hours and 57 minutes. And Lottie Brinks was the female winner in four hours and 42 minutes. Um, and then... Uh, she beat out Christina Randrup and Sarah Al Albion, who are second, third, five hours and four, and five hours and five. So, 
they were, that was a really close uh, finish for second and third. All right. So the 28K was also pretty competitive because there was prize money for that too. And uh, Nick Handel, who's one of the elite Bay Area Ultra runners, or just a super fast uh, runner, he he like broke free from the pack and he finished uh, in one hour and 54 minutes. That's about 17 miles. Um, Patty O'Leary, who's another uh, really super fast Bay Area runner, he's uh, from Ireland, but he's lived in San Francisco for, for many years. Um, he uh, got second in an hour and 58, and then Liam Miro, third hour 59. So Patty and Liam were just neck and neck in the finish. So pretty competitive uh, weekend for big Alta's inaugural race. Uh, the women winner for the 28K was Tabor Hemming and uh, two hours and nine minutes. So she wasn't even that far behind the uh, second and third place uh, males. And Claire Rhodes came in second, two hours 13, and Samantha Diaz in third, two hours 17. So pretty pretty good uh, debut for, for – yeah the big Alta and I bet next year you're going to see, oh, you're see some elites from, from all over uh, coming to compete at this thing. It's kind of an instant classic, I guess you could, you could say. It'd be kind of neat to see it give uh it'd be kind of neat to see it give uh, a little competition to a uh, uh, couple weeks ago. Black Canyon. Black Canyon. I kept wanting to say Blackwater. I'm like, it's not Blackwater. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a military group, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be kind of neat to see it give it some competition where, like, where you know the elites are like, oh, do I do I do this or do I do that? You know what I mean? And see which one they show up to. So I think that'd be really cool. I, that, I don't know. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's up there in the up there in the North Bay. Like that. That'd be a really cool. That'd be a really cool race. Yeah, well, they they really lucked out with weather this year because yeah, it was it was a rare uh, upper sixties day, upper sixties and sunny. It might even we got to seventy on Saturday, uh, and Sunday was pretty nice too. You know, mid sixties or or so, low low to mid sixties. Um, so they really lucked out because we've been getting a lot of rain here, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it. There's a lot of rain in the in the forecast too, so I'm a little a little concerned about that. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. Can't change Mother Nature. No. Uh, okay, let's move on from results. So we're all caught up on results now. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about John Kelly. Uh, he's kind of stoked a little bit of uh, Barkley hype, which is cool. Um, you know, the, John Kelly's training for Barkley on, you know, social media has made it known he's training. Also, uh, Harvey Lewis, because, you know, uh, Big's Backyard, if you win that, you get an automatic entry into Barkley. It's one of the few automatic entries. Uh, also, if you, I think if you win the previous year, you get in the free entry or something, or if you finish, I don't know. We'll go over that actually in a minute. But um, 
but yeah, so he posted this, a picture of the gate or whatever, or a link to his article. You know, he says on Twitter or X, sometime in the next couple of months, attention will turn to this yellow gate with discussion on how people were selected to be there. This link is everything I know about that process. <clears throat> so basically, John got tired of all these people asking him how to get in or, you know, what the process is. Because to be truthful, they can't really disclose what, you know, exactly the process because, um, you know, because they can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you pretty much have to know somebody on a personal level mm -hmm. to guide you on the right email address to send your essay to or the right. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So anyways, he got tired of people asking him about it and he wrote an article. So now when people ask him about it on social media, he's just going to send them a link to this article. So. I like it. I like it. it it's a, it, it's, it has just that right amount of like, leave me the F alone about it. Right. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. It has just the right amount of that. Like this every year, every year, like, like someone asked me something and it's like, here, here's the answer. It's yeah. it, I, I, I liken it to like, the, the the student that keeps asking the professor here's the syllabus go back yeah. you know what i mean like it's just it's just i there's just something to this i really i appreciate it from him yeah it it makes sense right like he doesn't want to have to keep explaining himself and um so he just and he he's a good writer too he he writes he has his blog random forest runner uh i'll put a link to this in the show notes but um but yeah, so so he writes this article and he he gets down to it. He says, This is how I understand it. And this is his basic understanding. <laughs> this is his basic <laughs> understanding that he's scraped together over the past decade. I'm sure I'm still missing pieces, he says, but parts of this could also be wrong. But he starts with the basic individual criteria. Number one, you can be guaranteed entry into Barclay if you have a deferral. Uh, if someone has a spot in the race or on the wait list, it's funny because wait is spelled W-E-I-G-H-T. I'm sure yeah. that's, a, that's the last thing. It's got to be. Um, and they withdraw due to absolutely any reason at all. As long as it gives the next person time to prepare for the race, they'll get their spot back next year. Uh, to his knowledge, it's always been Barclay policy and continues to be despite the chaos it's caused for a few years due to COVID travel restrictions. Also winning the previous year's Barclay Fall Classic or Big Dog's Backyard. Those were added as auto qualifiers in recent years. Um, and then uh, being a finisher. Oh, John also says, unfortunately, the opposite uh, the reverse isn't true. Like finishing Barkley doesn't guarantee an entry into big, big dog's backyard. So <laughs> he must be trying yeah. to get into the backyard. Uh, and also the third thing for uh, guaranteed entry is being a, a finisher. He supposes this is the prize for finishing the perpetual right to come back <laughs> and do it again. For those of us who are crazy enough. Prize, uh, prize in, in quotations. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, and for those of you who don't know about Barkley, it's, you know, just a crazy race. I recommend going on YouTube and 
um, doing a search for Barclay Marathons, the race that eats its young. Watch that documentary mm -hmm. and you'll get a good understanding of Barclay. It's just a completely insane race uh, and it's not easy to get into. <clears throat> so the next point that he makes is you have, if you have a non actual non-zero chance of finishing, this could be called the elite criteria, but Barkley is so unique that it's incredibly difficult to predict, predict success based on only on other ultras. So someone could meet this criteria from several areas like ultra running results, a number of other areas like long distance backpacking, row gaining, uh, special forces training, etc. So I think what he means by that is that Laz deems deems someone as having a non-zero chance. Um, so meaning that they they have some chance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you're seeing here in his vlog is a picture of Lloyd Christmas in uh, Dumb and Dumber that meme that says, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> um, but, and then the third is uh, representation of a group that has not previously had a finisher or possibly even an entrant. Uh, so license plates that he hangs at his campsite, your initial year you get in, you have to bring a license plate from your home state or your home country, uh, flags at the gate, uh, humorous race predictions in each person's native language. Uh, the races always try to embrace diverse representation. And this is to help the stories and lessons learned from the race propagate as far as possible from a limited number of participants. And yeah, there's only like 40 to 50 participants that are allowed into this race. So not easy, but he wants to, Laz wants to cast a wide net uh, looking for people who might be able to finish. And um Last year, they had uh, the first finishers for both France and Belgium, Aurelien Sanchez and, uh, you know, Carl Saab, who we, the Belgian dentist, who we've yes. talked about. So, the Belgian uh, dentist. Yeah, the raging dentist. Like, <laughs> he is just a heck of an ultra runner. But, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, last year, Jasmine Paris had the best ever female performance, finishing four loops over the cutoff time. Um, he has yet to see someone who meets both criteria two and three not get in within a few years. Usually they do on the first attempt. So the fourth uh, area is unfulfilled Barclay potential. Uh, definitely a learning curve at Barclay thinks only a handful of people have gone out there and had close to their best possible outcome on their first try. Most people are given another chance to find their potential, particularly if the first outcome proves the person meets criteria too. And this is one reason why some people might get in multiple times in a row, but if someone doesn't continue to improve or show further potential, they no longer meet this criteria. And also probably not criteria two, which is you're telling me, or the non-zero chance. <laughs> um, Fifth criteria is persistence in applying. He doesn't know if there's official formula for number of tickets that someone has, like Western States or Hard Rock Lotteries, but people who continue to apply will continue to get more weight. Once someone is on the wait list, they can guarantee to continue moving up each year as long as they continue applying. Sixth, an extensive, if not elite, career in ultra running. Uh, someone who's done their time in the sport with experience and contributions spanning many years, it's likely to help their odds. 
seven, a good essay. So the purpose of the essay is for someone to highlight how they meet the above criteria. Uh, having a bit of wit and demonstrating the right mindset to succeed can also help. Um, and eight is luck. <laughs> so yeah. at some point, there's simply no way to select the 40 best applicants. And then uh, on top of all those individual criteria, some overall limitations, uh, agreement with the park, the camping facilities are limited, and there has to be a good mix of veteran and first-time participants. So anyways, it's a pretty interesting article. Um, like I said, I'll share the link to it if anybody wants to, to check it out. So um, yeah, but looking forward to Barkley. Um, it's always a good, it's always, uh, on the note of Barkley, the other um, Keith Law, Keith Law. If 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 you are somehow, some way, hearing Jamie and I talk, and you've never experienced Barkley, like followed it or know about it, if if somehow, some way, these two things are coming together, when Barkley rolls around, I am here to tell you maybe the best Twitter follow when Barkley's going down is Keith Law. Like, like it's insane how good his play-by-play -play is. Yeah, and he is actually the only media uh, that's allowed to... Media. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. It's one guy, and he's the only one that's allowed to post um, live updates yeah. on the race. And we don't know what weekend the race is going to be. We won't know until the race starts pretty much. But I mean, I think people kind of figure it out when uh, certain ultra runners are traveling to <laughs> Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, it's interesting to see what Harvey Lewis does there this year. Um, I, not really his forte. I don't think. Not really. But. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, yeah, I don't know, because he's never done it before, has he? I don't think he's. There. I don't think he has an attempt there. I don't. I don't think so. And and I don't. And I don't, I don't and I, it's kind of funny because I don't know why. I don't think he'll be good at it, but like, I I don't know. It just it just. You know what's kind of weird is for that race. For that particular race, I feel like you need to be like bigger and stronger. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you need to be a pretty, like, like, I don't want to say a thick person, like, but I feel like you need to be muscular. Like you need to be strong for that race. And, you, gotta, and I don't, you gotta be smart. You gotta be stubborn. Uh, he's got those qualities. He's, <laughs> but, he's, he's those two. Yeah. He's those two things. But 10, ten ways to Sunday, but like, but the orienteering, the yeah, orienteering, I, um, the you're right. You got to be, you got to be strong because there's sixty thousand plus feet of climbing. Yeah, yeah, and like you I just have I to don't, be strong. I don't know. Like I don't know. It's I, I don't but, even know. Like in my head, I can't really think of why I don't think he would be good. I just it's just a weird hunch, I guess, for lack of better words. I will say I looked it up. He did. He did uh, run Barkley and. 2022 he completed the first loop in a fast time eight hours 37 minutes but he exited the second lap and he ran in 2023 also 
Um, and uh, he posted 17 hours between Saturday and Sunday running 58 miles and close to 20,000 feet. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's that's his training. Okay, so no, he ran in 2022, mm -hmm. and he had a similar result to what I just talked about in 2023. So he has run it twice before, but he on his social media, he is training his butt off. Is he? He's training at Frozen Head. Uh, yeah, there's he well, posted a picture of him looking down Rat Jaw that climb. Oh, dude, it's it's funny because like I mean, as as you and some of the other listeners know, I I I I've spent my I've spent some years in the military, and like, honest to God, if there is one thing in this world that if I never touch again in my life, I, I'll, I'll just be, I'll be happy. Like I am forever scarred by the thought of trying to like orient, like trying to push through briars. Oh, the like, saw briars. I, yeah. I just <laughs> cannot stand. I can not. If you ever want to watch me just get a absolute instant case of the ass, I mean, from like <laughs> super happy to all the way pissed off and gulped in rage. <laughs> Let's just step 10 feet off into like briars. And it's like instant, like seeing red, blackout rage. Like I, I just, I cannot stand them. And and for that reason, I, I can't even, like I have no business ever going to Barkley, but for that reason, uh, amongst a bajillion other, I would I wouldn't even ever think about going to Barkley just because the second I hit Ratchel for the first time, I'm like fuck it, nope. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just like, nope, we're good. Like I would just yeah. be instantly mad, like instant mad. Yeah, saw saw briars look, uh, look absolutely miserable, and uh, I I remember you know, running around the woods as a kid, hating like, yeah. the multiflora rows and all that, like trying to yeah. get to that. I, you know, I, I actually do know somebody that's really good friends with Laz and associated with Barkley. And like, I could, I think I could figure out the process to apply. Yeah. Um, but I have no desire. None. Yeah. Like yeah. I, it just, I like the orienteering aspect of it. I think that's kind of cool, but Honestly, I don't have any desire for trying to gut out 120 some mm -hmm. miles and 60,000 plus feet of climbing off trail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just know my physical capabilities and I know that I can't do that. <laughs> it, it is funny as you say, because like I actually, like I am one of the few dipshits I probably did enjoy land nav. Like I enjoyed land nav back when I was in the military. So yeah. like orienteering, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. As long as there is no briars or, or, <laughs> you know, and like, and like, that's like, like, you just, oh my God, yeah. like you just know in the middle of the night, you're dead ass tired. That first briar gets you across like on the face or like yeah. across like the exposed skin. It is just yeah. instant rate. I, I will lay down on the ground and throw a temper <laughs> tantrum and just wait for like, <laughs> Like a four wheeler to come in and pick yeah. my ass up and take me out of there. I'm like, no, like it's instant done. Yeah. So. No, it, orienteering is fun. Jessica and I did a one of those adventure races in Michigan one time. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. 
That was great, you know, and you could pick your own court. You can go however you want. You just got to get to the checkpoints. So. The the ladies, the ladies over on Burf Barf uh, podcast, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Central Ohio uh, folks, they're they're really good at those too. Like that's they've kind of shifted from Ultra World to that. Oh, and they're cool. phenomenal at it. They're super good at it. So yeah. Oh, that's neat. Uh, yeah, give them a shout. Give them a listen, folks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, BRF. Uh, B A is it? There, it's B R F and then no B R F space B A R F birth barf. Yep, that's yep. their podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, definitely give them a, give them a listen. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on uh, to our next little story, which is. Uh, AJW had a post on Twitter, um, or actually Thomas Black had a post on Twitter, but talking about some observations um, that AJW, Andrew Jones Wilkins, made related to some data that Thomas Black collected a while ago. And the data ended up showing that better athletes spend less time at aid stations. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, should go without saying. Doesn't need data to verify. But if someone wants to truly compete in an ultra, they have to be extremely efficient at aid stations. And AJW commented said an observation today after completing my first ultra in three years. Uh, this current generation spends way too much time in aid stations. Uh, it's almost like they prefer the aid stations to the actual race. Am I wrong? Question mark applying sunscreen, checking their phones, sitting in chairs. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because like when I first saw this post by AJW, like like both his post and the quote that quoted him out, right? Like the initial post by AJ was, was just back two weeks ago, February 11th. Right. That's right. And and he was talking at that time, he was talking about like everybody. Like Mm -hmm. he was talking about like middle of the Packers, back of the Packers. Cause like he's saying like, you know, like messing around their phones, like taking selfies at the age stations and like, and like having fun doing like, like taking the having fun to do the race. Like, over the top a little bit, you know what I mean? And like, uh, and like, I, I 100% hear what he's saying. Like, it's kind of funny because like, I mean, shoot, just in the, you know, what, eight, nine years, you and I've been in the ultra world, right? We, we've seen that shift of where like, Oh, okay, totally. Yeah. You come into the H station, you get what you need. Boom, 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 boom. You, you say hi to, to volunteers. You thank them. There might be a buddy of yours working there. You might give them a, a quick fist bump, <laughs> chop it up with them a little bit, but then you're out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like he's saying, like you go into aid stations now, and it is like full on, like lounge seats are up, like they have yep. like 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 people are kicked back and relaxing. Like uh, it is like a whole new world. Like it's a whole new. So like when he when he like, and so he said that, and then. It was the way I took the, the the post was AJ said that and then and then Thomas Black had this information from years ago 
and said, oh yeah, like here, like I have data that kind of substantiates what he's talking about. And then a, uh, Thomas Black took it was like, not only does this apply to like the whole greater population, but like look at like how efficient like the elites are. It's so, like by no means, you know, or like these are like they're talking about the top fifty finishers in this poll here. Right. AJ's yeah. talking about everybody, right? But, like it, it is a hundred percent true. It is a hundred. I know. 100%. It is. I totally agree. And uh, there's it's definitely two schools of thought. Um, and I've always been one to be like, I need to be in and out. Like, I don't want to waste any time at A stations. I'm going to walk out carrying food, eat it, eat it while I'm walking, you know, yeah. Um, just fill my water and go. But I will say <clears throat> that has burned me a few times. Um, you know, there's, there's been times where I needed to do a reset. Yeah, I, needed to, yeah. I needed to sit down and I didn't and it burned me. Um, so I do think there's a time and place, like, especially in a hundred mile distance, like you'll never see me sitting down in a, in a 50 mile, a 50 K or yeah. 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 But hundred mile, um, I've learned that if you're not feeling good, you need to sit down and you need yeah. to, you need to get some calories and you need to, um, rest for a minute drink some Mountain Dew or Coke or whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's like night and day when you, when you do take that needed rest, you leave that A station. It's like, you're a new person. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, I, I'll, I'll tell you who, and like, I, I, I'm pretty sure he listens to the podcast or he'll, he'll be able to like, you know, confirm this, but uh, our, our mutual buddy, Pete Griggs, like, 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 it's a well-known kind of thing amongst, you know, the, of a group of us that run with him a lot here at Ohio that if he comes in, he's kind of shaking. Like, it's not – usually it's not because he's cold. Like, he might be cold. But it's like, oh, that's instant calorie deficit. Like, that's what he <laughs> yeah. like. And so it's yeah. like, all right, like, you're doing that. Like, let's sit down and, like, cram some food in your mouth. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. it, 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 100%, 100% there's a time to do it. There's a time and a place to do it. But, like – this 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 thing of like selfies at every single age station and hanging yeah, out yeah no uh, it's, you see a lot I've, of that <laughs> I've, heard, I've I've heard the term grazing like they're yes. grazers like it's just they're grazing on the yeah on the on the buffet that's in front of them acting like and like acting like the volunteers are like uh what is it shorter line short order line cooks you right know what I mean? right like, yeah yeah no, I, I I see that, and I just can't make sense. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I I I know I'm going to be close anyways to cutoffs, and like I'm just like <laughs> I don't I I can't waste a minute. You know, like when I'm going when I'm when I'm about a mile from the A station, I'll start thinking, what do I need? You know, okay, I need to refill my water. I need to empty the trash out of my pocket. I need to you know get gels and get this and, and go. But I always forget to empty the trash out of my pocket. <laughs> Dude, every time. It's so funny. It drives me nuts when I get like, like 
a quarter mile down the trail. I'm like, son of a bitch. And in my mind, I immediately start thinking, like, do I turn back? Like, hell no, I ain't doing that half mile again. Like, I ain't turning back. I'll just carry it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that is super funny. And- I, I'm just like you, though. Like, I know that I'm cutting, like, I'm a middle of the back packer, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, on my best days, I'm a middle of the packer. On my best day, I'm a middle of the packer. So I know that I don't have time to be lollygagging around and fiddle farting at aid stations, like you know. Yeah. And 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 I also have the overwhelming fear of like I will sit down and like oh, I don't want to get back up. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my other thing. Too. Oh yeah. Like, not like you know. Yeah. So. No doubt. No doubt. Um. Uh. But laying like laying in a cot saved me at Fat Dog. You know. But yeah. It. Other than that, I didn't like hardly sit down at all. And my first 200 milers, I didn't sit down one time. Um, yeah. So, but I've learned that, that you kind of have to. But anyways, all right. Well, kind of just I'm I'm rambling now. So we should uh, move on to our next little story. This is a good one, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about this article that came out in Ultra Running Magazine a few weeks ago. Uh written by Chris Weller and he did his first ultra at the Tussie mountain back 50 miler. And uh, the article is, is called six lessons from a first time ultra marathoner. So I just wanted to kind of go over what he had to say and, and maybe uh, contribute our own, our own thoughts on it. But uh, five months after signing up for his first ultra, he crossed the finish line in 11 hours and 51 minutes and 23 seconds after running 50 miles. Um, which that's pretty respectable for your first 50 miler sub 12, uh, autumn sun started setting. Everyone else had gone home. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) the rental car was the only one in the parking lot. And he stopped his watch, looked around. He had a strangely similar thought as he did when he signed up in June. Well, I guess that was it. So apparently the Tussie mountain back is a fast course. (laughs) If he was last one in and nobody was there, uh, He's been reflecting on his first ultra, what it's meant in the grand scheme of things, giving him some insight on how ultra marathons are fundamentally different from other shorter races he's run, uh, even longer triathlons. And here's what he learned. Number one, ban your ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty spot on. I've, I've seen a lot of uh, road runners or um a lot of people go into races with with uh, overconfidence, you know, even elite ultra runners that go into races with overconfidence and uh, mm-hmm. get put in their place, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so always yeah. it's always funny when you hear like something like uh, you'll hear like, oh, we're going to we're going to make this race a bitch. And you're like, oh, silky. <laughs> We are starting <laughs> off on the wrong foot right off the rip. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. man, like this thing is getting ready to get you back tenfold. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's a that's a pretty good one. Um, so he said uh, he told himself he wouldn't set a goal time, but he always ended up hoping that he'd be sub whatever. Uh, races exceeded those goals, felt like failure. He said he had no doubt he would finish. A DNF wasn't an option. Finishing under 12 hours was his only goal. Uh, number two is 
find a running buddy. Uh, so far, he's kept saying I ran the race and I finished last. I actually ran the entire race with a longtime friend. Every past race I've run, with the exception of one we've done together, the shared suffering has brought integral. It's been integral into feeling like an intense day. Is this another opportunity to hang out with a friend? And I agree. Um, yeah, I think it helps with training runs. You know, I, I do a lot of solo training runs, but mm -hmm. training runs when I do with, with my uh, running friends out here, Sean and Rom, um, you know, makes the miles go by quicker. And uh, it's good to know people at races too. So the only, the only spin on this I would put on number two is, and this is kind of, this will kind of like, this will be a little like uh, fly in the face of something I was just kind of saying, but I will say this, find a running buddy. When I first read this, uh, when, when we first heard talk about this, like two weeks ago, when I first read this, find a running buddy. When I read the bullet before I read the paragraph, I was in my mind already thinking he's talking about like during the run, right? Make uh, a friend. Kind of yeah. like, like, it's like kind of one of uh, the possums mottos, right? Like, Mark hey, make a friend. Yeah. Like if, if you, if you, if you make if a friend, you're not doing it right. <laughs> exactly right. If you did not make a friend during this race, you didn't do it right. And so I, I know that kind of flies in the face of what I was just saying about the AJW thing. Like, so I'm not saying that you have to like hang out, but like on the trail, as you're bebopping down the trail, like, man, be friendly. Like, hey, yo, where are you from? Shit, Jamie. That's how that, you're, that's how you guys talk with my dumb ass. My that's name right. is, you know, <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> that's exactly how you and I got, you know, you know, hooked yeah. up together, you know? And like, yeah. I mean, we knew, we knew who each awesome. other, we knew who each other were, but we didn't really yeah. get to know each other until Mohican 100. Yeah. Yeah. In the race. And, and then we suffered together for, yeah. you know, for like and, two and, laps. Yeah, and we've suffered together multiple times uh, since then. Uh, right. Me more than you, but you know oh. that's as I can't. So it's been great. But I, so anyway, yeah, I saw that, and so on to the number three though. No, I like I like that. That's 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 smart. Yeah, if you don't if you don't meet a new friend, you're not doing it right. That's yeah, and that's something I, I always think about uh, in the in the races. Um, you know. My OG mentors uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are uh, always in my head. So, <laughs> uh, number three, learn what bad pain feels like. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's there's one thing that's guaranteed in an ultra, you're gonna be in pain. It's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no there's no avoiding it. Um, you know, you just gotta you gotta try to figure out if that pain is. Um, a serious injury or if it's just, you know, pain from being on your well, feet for many it's, hours. It's like that old saying, uh, and I'm trying to Google who said this, where it came from. Are you hurt or are you injured? Right. If you're hurt, you can keep your ass right back out there. Fuck. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> yep. If you're injured. Uh, all right. Like let's, let's evaluate what's going on here. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so it is that's number three is I, I will tell you number three is probably the hardest one for most people to kind of wrap their heads around too, mm -hmm. because most people have not experienced the level of pain a ultra will put you in. And so they yeah. feel that and they immediately think, Oh my God, my world is coming to an end. And I remember being told by a certain old school mentor that we're both talking about right now, unless there's a white, 
uh, unless there's a white hard thing sticking out of your skin, you're perfectly good. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I go, like, totally. let's go, baby. Let's go. And, like, that was that was my introduction to my first yeah. mo ever. You know, like, well, unless there's a hard white thing sticking out of the skin, we're going to keep you on the course. I'm like, damn. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, so and mentally, I love number three. I do too. Yes. And and men- mentally, you will you will do anything to be able to stop, right? So yes. So these bad these bad <laughs> these bad pains are just like fuel for the fire. Yes. It's like oh, I'm definitely injured. And yes. Um, and you know, a lot of these things that you think are injuries can you can overcome, and there's things you can do to get through the race, like. Yeah. In my first hundred mile finish, Indiana uh, Trail 100, my calf seized up and it wasn't a cramp. It was like, I'm like, oh, my God, I could I could hardly even walk. And like and I'm like limping through lap, I think, five. And uh, Nick Longworth was pacing me. Mm-hmm. He's he's like, hey, just stop for a second. And he took his thumbs and pushed in my calf and he just like went down it like, so hard. I was just like, ah. <laughs> and uh, he threw some of that, that deep blue stuff on uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then I was fine. Like it just disappeared. I was like, what the, this is crazy. So, you know, don't, you know, give it some time and try to try to problem solve, I guess. Is what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, number four, food equals mood, and calories make all the difference in the world. Um, he's spot on about that because I know, I'm sure you felt it too, where you were like, "I'm dead, like I'm done, I'm, I'm just, I'm just done," and then you yeah. just, like rest and you eat, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's funny because like, uh, I somehow, some way I've never, like, I've never heard Ronnie say this in all the years Ronnie and I've run together. We've all run with Ronnie. I've never heard him say this. And I heard him say it for the first time, like, like last year sometime, he's like, you know, like, ultras, it's, it's salt, sugar, and water. Yep. And, and, and like, it, you know, you come in, you're feeling a little bad. Okay. Is it, it's salt, sugar, water? What one do we need to add? It's one what, of the three. It's one of those three. Which one of those three do you need? You and know, you, and you might have too much of one and not enough yeah. of the other, and that's yep, hard to yep. figure out. It, yeah, it's it is hard yep. to figure out. Sometimes you just kind of have to like stop everything, and and let it balance out. It's it's weird, but you just kind of yeah. figure it. You kind of learn a lot about yourself. So, uh, but if you don't have calories, you're you're done. Um, for yeah, new right. ultra runners, that's that's a great point. Number five, write yourself a note. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if it works for him, you know, it, that's cool. It might work for some other people too. Uh, number six, plan to change your plan. This one is probably the most true. Uh, you know, it's was it uh, Mike Tyson said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yep, yep, yep. This is There's, this is it. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And there's also a military one, uh, something to the effect of um, uh, failing to plan. Uh, oh, 
failing to plan is planning to fail. <laughs> failure to plan. Yep. <laughs> is a, oh, failure to plan. Failure to plan is planning to fail or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And and it's and it's and it's dead on true, right? Like mm -hmm. like if you don't make a plan, you're just you're 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 going to f it up. You're, it's like it's going to be all you're, bad. Like you're oh, pissing the wind. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go wing it. Oh, by the way, my dumbass has gotten caught up in. I I got my ass served a big slice of humble pie <laughs> two years ago. Two years ago, maybe last year or two years ago at um, Yamacraw. Down at Yamacraw. Super out of shape. I mean, super out of shape. Had no business out there trying to run a 50K. And was just like, dude, come on. It's a, and like, in my dumb ass, I'm like, it's a 50K. I've done plenty of other races yeah, longer, I further, tougher. <laughs> I, I'll struggle through it. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Dude, that race kicked off in my ass. And at mile 18, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I have zero desire to be out here anymore. And was like, I, I didn't plan. I had zero plan for that race. So I'm like, ah, I'll just go and run. Uh, Chaz was down there. Pete was down there. Uh, Dave, I was like, ah, I'll just go and like kind of hang out behind those guys and kind of dilly-dally around. Broke off in me, dude. I'm like, nope, 18 miles. I'm like, to help this. Like, I'm, I'm getting right no. back to the kit. Uh, so, yeah, 100%. Dude, I, yeah, with especially with 100 miler or greater distance. I mean, I spend two weeks with logistics and I I'm constantly changing it too, you know, and just like maybe just overboard, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, you got to have something in, in mind, but it, it usually does fall to hell. <laughs> it usually does, yes, you know, yes. <laughs> but you just, you kind of, you have to know how to problem solve and you, you have to mm -hmm. be prepared for your plan to go to hell. So anyway, yep. All right. Well, that was a pretty entertaining article, and uh, I think we're we're a little over time. So uh, I had one more thing to, to cover, but I think maybe we'll save it for for next weekend or next uh, next week's episode. Next so, week. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, as we wrap everything up, uh, something that we probably don't ask quite enough. Uh, we ask here and there, but we probably don't ask enough and probably should hit it earlier on, on in the episodes. But uh, if yeah. you haven't already, if you haven't already found us on one of the social medias, uh, we're on, to the best of my knowledge, we're on all of, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on threads, we're on Instagram. Uh, shit, you might even find me dilly-dallying around on Reddit. Uh, I'm, I, I play around on there. Uh, give us a follow on there. Uh, we keep pushing for a little bit more interaction on there. I I'd love to see some more comments uh, on the post. So maybe we need to post a little bit more to get a little bit more. So uh, we'll work on that, but uh, give us a like subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think. Give us a review. Uh, and the more feedback you give us, the more that we'll keep tweaking and making it a little bit better. So that's my big ask for the week. I like it. I like it. Well said. All right. Well, it's good to be back in action and uh, looking forward to to the next episode. And uh, everyone have a good have a good weekend. Have a good long run. If you're getting out there. So and Johnny, you have a good, uh, good, good 
comeback run tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> little little three uh, little five three five three action tomorrow for thirty minutes. Nice. All right. I'll talk to you all next week. All right. All right. Later. Cheers.